Hello and welcome to another podcast from BrettfairTradingCommunity.com with me, your host, Martin. Uh, got a really interesting email this week, and so I'm going to do a, a, a podcast on this subject. And it's from Jack, and it's, uh, it's, it's a long email, but I'll just sort of um, highlight the bullet point of what I want to talk about. And he said, hi, Martin. Um, I, what I don't understand is that statistics... I have improved my trading using the software, all the statistics, etc. But yet I've heard on television, you know, analysts, um, pundits saying that football statistics don't matter and kind of ignoring them, etc. So I don't, I just don't really understand it. I can't put two and two together here. Um, so thanks for that, Jack. And basically, all I can tell you here, just straight off the bat is... These pundits talk a lot of nonsense, right? Now, I like some pundits. I think one of the biggest problems with pundits is that now 99% of them are ex-players. So you don't get a balanced view anymore. You just literally get the ex-player view. Um, and what actually I find annoying is a lot of them daren't say anything bad about players or they'll just defend players to the nth degree for the sake of the fact that they're part of the players' union or whatever. You know, the jokes they always make about strikers' union. But this stuff is relevant. You know, there was a time where it was journalists, right? Now, I'm not saying it should just be properly qualified journalists, although I do think it would be better. And I think most people would actually, most sensible people would agree. But I think it should be a balance of the two. I think the best of both worlds would be brilliant. And it used to be like that, but now it's got much more like everyone's an ex-player. And if you're not an ex-player, I don't think you're going to get a high-flying job. It's very, very difficult nowadays, um, at least. And we're even at the point now where, you know, talk sports, Simon Jordan's on, on there. He's on everything pretty much nowadays. He's an ex-owner. So it's not even just the ex-players, but it, it's someone who has been involved in a club. And then they're coming on. Now, I'm not having to go at them. I don't have anything against them. But this idea that statistics don't matter, that they've tried to sort of, you know, throw out there for ages, it's just total nonsense. You know, even just if you look at it from a purely neutral, scientific, mathematical point of view, you can see it's nonsense, right? When people talk about the fact that, you know, I don't know, X team had 70% of the possession. Well, you know what? Most of the time they do win. Of course, you get situations where they don't. Of course you get it. Football's like that. You can get hit on a counter-attack. But, you know, at what point do you ignore statistics? What if someone is running and, you know, look at someone like Kante or Conte, however you pronounce it. It seems to have changed over the years. Look at the way he runs in midfield. It's incredible, right? If you look at his work rate, if you look at what he does, his statistics will show that. What, are you, are you just going to ignore the statistics? Now, there's nothing wrong with the eye test in football. There's nothing wrong with looking at what you're seeing. But the reason statistics matter so much, and the reason that pundits say they don't, is because we have so much internal bias that we're not even really aware of. We have so much bias in our brains that's already telling us things before we've even watched something unfold. And then it keeps telling us these things during the football match that's unfolding, that we almost want to go, well, I see the stats, but actually I feel like I saw something different. Well, you didn't, right? The truth is, if, you know, if the statistics are accurate, 
And let's face it, nowadays, they've got so many statistics, they've got so many ways of work, it's all done by, you know, computer and things like that to make sure there aren't errors. Then if the statistics are accurate, what you're being told is exactly what happened. And it's actually slightly insane to say that, you know, that statistics don't matter. And it always makes me laugh. And some people even argue this, you know, um, not just pundits, but everyday people, because they hear pundits say this stuff and they believe it. And that's what can be damaging with stuff like that. That's why it kind of annoys me, because, you know, what pundits say does have an impact. People do listen to it. Um, And that's just the way it is. But I'll give you an example of why statistics matter. Premier League clubs, who, let's face it, don't like to give money away. And we found that out during the pandemic. We found out that players and clubs and things, they weren't really that keen to help out. They sort of done it begrudgingly at one point, but they certainly weren't keen. These clubs and even players spend thousands, some of them millions of pounds, on analysing statistics, on using statistics, on looking at what's happening. Do you really believe that if statistics didn't matter, they would do this? Like, seriously, think about it. These clubs hate spending money unnecessarily, and yet they're willing to do it on this. Really? I mean, think about it. Just thinking about that tells you exactly how important statistics are. And it always irks me because when you get someone like Jack, who's, whose trading's improved because of the statistics he's using, because of the software he's using, and even he's then questioning it because he's heard so often this rubbish that statistics don't matter. That's what's, that's what's damaging to people. What's the beauty of statistics? Well, the beauty of statistics are that they give you an accurate picture that actually is better than what you've seen. I can sit and watch a football match and not necessarily know who had the amount of shots that they did. I wouldn't know how many shots they had, you know, but it's very rare that I've watched a match and been shocked by the statistics. This is the other flip of the coin, right? So the fact is that statistics actually just show you essentially what is going on. And that's so important to know. But why is it then that these these pundits try and drive this narrative about statistics? Well, some of it is the fact they don't want to admit they're wrong, right? So there's certain instances where people, you know, pundits just don't want to admit they're wrong on an incident or something like that um, when they're doing the analysis. And actually, when you look at the statistics, I think there was a game recently, Leicester against Wolves, and Leicester were you know, had basically dominated the game. Um, You know, not necessarily in terms of being totally dominant in the play, but just you could tell they were having shots. They were, you know, they were unlucky not to score at least once, if not twice. And Wolves kind of hit them on a counter and won the game. And then after the game, because of the scoreline, this always makes me laugh, because purely because of the scoreline, everyone was condemning Leicester. And yet, if you watch that game, and you really studied it. You go, you know, Leicester did all right. It was just they were just unlucky, and that does happen. That can happen in football. You know, that are we trying to deny that these sorts of things don't happen? But in the main, statistics will hold up, 
And that's why these Premier League teams spend all this money. So my sister is a statistical analysis worker, um, analyst, I guess would be the better word. And she gets paid a lot of money to study data for companies. She's been doing it with different companies for years, right? She's not the only one who does it for these companies. These companies are spending small fortunes analyzing data, statistics. Why is that? Well, if you're a business, you certainly can't afford to throw money away. You only spend money when you absolutely have to or when you feel it's a definite need. And therefore, this is a need. And I think that's the thing with Betfair trading. When you're training as a trader, you know, you have to invest in the statistics. You have to find the statistics that suit your trade, that work for you, that give you the selections you need. Because statistics matter so much. And I think there's almost three ways you can look at it. You can go, right, pre-match statistics, which to me are the most important thing. If I had to grade the three things I'm going to talk about now, that would be my number one. Um, you know, I, I honestly just think that pre-match statistics can often override everything you're, everything else. You know, I've seen matches where um, the in-play stats will suggest, you know, oh, this team's going to win. But then actually, when I do the pre-match research, I'm going, I'm going to avoid this trade because the other team actually looks like the much stronger team. It has a high ELO rating, X, Y, and Z. And then the this, this stronger team ends up winning because I think pre-match stats often will override. It's like the games where you have seen that these teams score a lot of goals and it's nil nil at 60 minutes. So you jump on and go for a goal, but the game looks flat. Well, because you've done the data analysis, you know that these teams score a lot of late goals and therefore, a lot of the time it does come off. And often you can get decent prices on this at that time because the games do look flat. So I've found that the pre-match is really the biggest determining factor. But there's absolutely nothing wrong with using in-place. There's certainly nothing wrong with adding those in, combining the two. I'd always suggest that as well. I think it's always... A big mistake a lot of traders make, and you know I've had emails about this as well recently, is they'll just look at in-play stats. Um, they'll be like, well, I just saw an opportunity and all I did was look at the in-play stats and it lost. And then I'm like, well, why, why have you only looked at that? Doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Why wouldn't you just take a couple of minutes? I know everyone's in such a rush to get a trade place, but why don't you just take a couple of minutes to check the pre-match stats. I mean, you can literally do that in seconds on our site. Um, and it really doesn't make sense not to do it. And then people are like, oh, oh yeah, that, that does make sense actually. <laughs> so that's the thing I'd say about that. So you've got the in-play, you've got the pre-match. The third thing is the eye test. There's absolutely nothing wrong with watching a game and adding in the eye test factor and going, well, I think I'm seeing this. If you're good at match reading, the thing I say about match reading is it's something you have to learn and it's not something that you can just learn in a day. So you have to watch matches, you have to understand game flow. It does take time. Um, and I think that's why a lot of people just bypass it or don't bother because you know they don't want to be sat at the computer all day watching football matches. But again, if you are doing that, there's absolutely nothing wrong with combining those three things. 
pre-match stats, in-play stats, and the eye test. And maybe that's actually the strongest way to do it, right? As a trader, maybe that is the strongest way to do it. Um, but I, I like to try and find ways I can do things just based on pre-match stats. Sometimes I'll add on the in-play stats. And obviously, if I'm watching a game, I can use the eye test. Um, but it's not always it's not always it's not that it's not always possible so much it's more that i don't always find it entirely necessary to do all three of those things especially if i've got a strategy that's been tested that's been doing well just off the pre-match stats which most of the strategies i follow are so i feel that it's important to take in statistics one way or another right whatever your preference is it's really important and you'll see that in life you'll see that in everyday life you know, companies spend millions of pounds on statistics. Your football club spends money analysing data, I can guarantee it. Even at some of the lower levels, you know, of the English, you know, the professional leagues anyway. I'm sure they're all looking at and analysing data to quite a high degree. And this stuff makes a difference. You know, this stuff really does make a difference. So next time you hear a pundit saying, oh, just ignore the statistics... It's normally the dinosaurs, to be honest. I know it's not a nice thing to say, really, but it is. You know, the people who are from the old school, um, you know, people who just, I don't know, they just don't like the thought of statistics being interesting because, because they weren't so much things that were tracked back in their playing days. That's why the old pundits often say that stuff, because they didn't have this data when they were younger. Maybe they don't. Fully, you know, as we get older, sometimes we don't fully understand stuff or we don't keep up with the latest trends. I mean, I'm still the same. I've, I still don't really know what TikTok is or how you would do a TikTok. Um, don't bother telling me. I really, I really have no interest. Sorry. If you're a great lover of TikTok, I apologize. Maybe we'll have to get on there. Me and Ryan doing some dances. What do you think of that, guys? <laughs> get Adam being a DJ. I don't even know. I don't really know. How all I see is a, uh, you know, people, kids in the street doing these dances and stuff. It's uh, it's quite weird, but yeah, statistics matter. Test statistics as well. Test your strategies. Test your filters, and actually, statistics are the route to profit on Betfair. You know that's why data analysis is so important. All traders, all serious traders, do data analysis in one way or another. Um, those who say they don't, I'm not buying it. Anyway, guys, I hope you have a great week. I'll be back with another podcast soon.